The EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Right now to honor football, MyBookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, $1,000 in bonus bets on your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, get paid at MyBookie.ag. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's right, 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code SGP. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Light heavy or catch weight? No, he wants to fight him at light heavy. That to me says, okay, that's a dangerous fight. Moving up in weight. A task for some that comes more naturally than others. The physical strain, the mental battle, and the hardship of sustaining the essentials, speed, timing, and reflexes. All this combined with facing a bigger man, used to the weight and familiar with taking harder and heavier shots. It's a risky move for any fighter, one that can either spell disaster or bring sensational reward. My strength and effort and give the best that I have at the ring, and that day we can yell, Viva Mexico. And rightly so. The bold step up in weight class precedes an irrefutable dose of respect and praise. Likewise, the rewards for a fighter like Canelo Alvarez are drastic. And simply put, the difference between being a champion of his era and a legend of the sport. Over 50 fights and still getting better, it's, it's, it's pretty scary. November 2nd sees him step up into the light heavyweight division, bidding to become a four-time world champion by beating a man who, just a few years ago, was considered one of boxing's most dangerous. One of the top few light heavyweights of the current crop, with over 250 total fights, both professional and amateur, to his name. Sergey the Crusher Kovalev. Sometimes the hits come from where you right. don't know where they're coming. A collision of a slick, fast all-rounder in the Mexican against a heavy-handed, robust, and tough Russian opponent. See why no one wants to get in the ring with Kovalev. You are listening to a special edition of the Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting and check out my website, LockBetting.com. This is a very special episode because it is a double header. It's Canelo Alvarez versus Sergei Kovalev happening here over the weekend, along with a massive UFC card that will be going down at the same time, headlined by Nate Diaz going up against Mastaval. So we start with the boxing because that started the show here right off at the top where Canelo Alvarez, the number one draw in boxing risks it all once again as he goes up two weight classes to fight Sergei Kovalev and um, 
a lot of this are anticipating it as a strategical move by Canelo to take this fight with a, a Kovalev who could be on his way out. He may not be the fighter that he was two years ago, although he still managed to take out Anthony Yard in his last fight. And Anthony Yard is a young up-and-comer, a Brit that is expected to be a future world champion, but he just came up against a Kovalev who found an extra gear on the night and was able to take him out. And if he finds that extra gear once again here in this fight, this could be tougher than a lot of people anticipate. And it's weird that we're talking about Canelo here as a massive favorite. He does come into the fight at one to four. Kovalev comes in at three to one. It's 25 to one the draw, but it's Canelo who's the man who's going up in weight here. Not just one weight class, but two entire weight classes and is still considered the favorite, which is very odd because we really don't know until it starts, how this is going to happen. I mean, the pattern a lot of people are looking at is that um, Canelo can get inside and will be too fast and will be able to win this fight on points. That's really the expert opinion, which kind of takes out um, a lot of the knockout markets in this, unless, of course, he can grind him down into a into a technical stoppage where he's just landing too many shots. Maybe the corner pulls him out or something of that nature. I just don't think that he's going to be able to land a flush knockout punch. The only person that's probably going to do that in this fight is going to be Kovalev, given the extra weight that he has. But a lot of people are simply assuming that this isn't a possibility, but we don't know until the bell rings what's actually going to happen when a fighter goes up two weight classes. So as much as people think that this is the safe option and this is good timing for Canelo to take Kovalev, Kovalev still has a massive punch and has obviously has a bigger punch than Canelo does with a lot more weight behind it. And this is a dangerous fight that could be ended on Saturday night with one punch. So this is more of a live dog than we've seen in a lot of the Canelo fights. Of course, the Triple G fight aside where Canelo went in as an underdog for the most part, he has been a favorite in all of his other fights, even against um, somebody like Rocky Fielding. He was a massive favorite, even though he was uh, giving up weight and reach in that fight. And that's often the case with Canelo, who keeps coming up these weights and um, is certainly heading towards a massive Hall of Fame career. He's certainly the number one name in boxing at the moment in terms of box office. And if he wins this, you certainly couldn't dispute that he's the number one pound for pound. I think that that was possibly that's that's possibly been his position ever since the victory against Triple G, uh, which was pretty much to determine the pound for pound winner, not just the um not just the co the, sorry, not just the front runner in their weight class, but probably the pound for pound, because when you have two pound for pounders who are able to fight at one weight class, then for me, that has to be the determining fight as to who leads the pound-for-pound conversation. And that isn't going to be an option for somebody like Lomachenko. No matter how many weights he comes up, he's not going to come up against another contender or another person who's in this pound-for-pound discussion. It is an option that's open to um, Terence Crawford and... Errol Spence, but unfortunately with Errol Spence's recent car accident, I think that that fight may be one or two years away from actually happening as uh, Errol Spence needs to recoup, and we don't even know what kind of fighter he's going to be when he comes back. So that's unfortunate that Crawford and Spence is on the back burner, and the most likely fight that we're going to get in in terms of um, a pound-for-pound fight will be Canelo and Triple G facing off once again. And as Triple G was able to win his last fight, we are on course to see that again. But Canelo really needs to come past this uh, massively tough test, which on paper looks 
almost impossible for him. But according to the bookies and a lot of experts, it's certainly a well-timed flight where, according to them, he's catching um, Sergei Kovalov on the way out of the, at the back end of his career. And, and there's no doubt that that's true uh, because two, three years ago, before the Andre Ward fights where Kovalev lost both of them, this would have been a much more 50-50 fight, not just in terms of um, the odds, but in terms of how the experts saw it. And obviously, expert opinions dictate odds as well, which is why Canelo here is, is too short. But as I said, Punch's chance here for the much, much bigger man is unquestionably something that, that is a risk factor in this fight. That Punch's chance comes in at 5-1 to one on the odds for Kovalev, and a decision with Kovalev is 8-1. to one. Canelo to win his fight via knockout is 2-1, to one, and sitting on the decision is even money at the moment. And I think that is certainly the way that I'll be looking to go with this fight because that does seem like the more sensible tactical. Although there is possibilities here for Canelo to grind this man down and cause a stoppage in the later rounds where if Canelo can develop some sort of substantial lead on the cards, maybe the corner may feel that there's too much punishment being taken in the later rounds. Maybe the ref will feel that there's too much punishment being taken in the later rounds and there is no way for Kovalev to win. But if Kovalev can keep this fight close, uh, even even by just winning a couple of rounds and, and looking competent enough, then I do feel it will go down to the scorecards. Of course, if if Kovalev is using that reach well and comes in here with a master game plan in order to neutralize the the quickness and the ability to get inside of Canelo Alvarez, then we're going to see an incredible fight because it isn't going to take too much for Kovalev with all the attribute and advantages that he has going in because other than the fact that we know who these two fighters are and we know who Canelo Alvarez is, as I said, on paper, there isn't an attribute that favors uh, Canelo in this fight. Kovalev has the reach. Kovalev has the power. Kovalev has the size. Everything here on paper favors Kovalev. And if they can come up with a game plan to neutralize the smaller man and, and, and use all of these attributes to his advantage and take some rounds here early on, that will be a key factor. But of course, one thing we always have to mention here, even if Kovalev is taking rounds in this fight, nobody is beating Canelo Alvarez on the scorecards unless they pretty much convincingly win to the level that Floyd Mayweather did, which is Canelo Alvarez's only defeat in his career. And even in that fight, even though it was one of the most one-sided fights that you'll see go to the scorecards even though Mayweather timed this perfectly he took Canelo on too young in his career when Canelo wasn't ready to face Floyd Mayweather and Floyd Mayweather easily beat him on points it was just a tactical masterclass as many Floyd Mayweather fights are one of the judges still managed to score this fight a draw and we're talking about this years and years later and it is obviously an asterisk that always goes against Canelo Alvarez. The fact that he is the Golden Boy fighter, the fact that he is the dance fighter, the fact that he is the number one 
box office draw and the biggest Mexican fighter of all time and all of these things that you can tie to Canelo he has got himself some favorable decision on the scorecards even that loss to Floyd Mayweather one of the judges scored it a draw and it ended up being a majority decision when it wasn't even close and of course that controversial first uh, first draw sorry over Triple G and the victory as well some people still had that going to Triple G I personally didn't Um, I personally didn't think even the draw was was that controversial but a lot of people do throw this Canelo's way and there has been some fights which are a little bit more low-key that have gone his way perhaps fights where he may have won uh, by just one or two rounds that have been scored a lot wider so Kovalev certainly has his work cut out on the cards anyway and according to the bookies has his work cut out and all and of course that is all factored in I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that um, you're not getting a decision on the cards against Canelo unless you have two or three knockdowns or have considerably dominated him through the entire fight. That, of course, factors in to all of the odds here for the odds makers. There is really only one route to, to victory here for Kovalev, and that's to knock this man out using his significant power advantage um, and uh, reach advantage and size advantage in this fight. And even the power side of things, we don't know how much um, power that Canelo is going to carry up here to this weight because I'm certain that he can still hurt Kovalev. I don't think that's going to be the game plan in terms of getting side a hell of a lot and, and stay there. I think it's going to be a case of getting in, winning the rounds, move on safely to your next massive contracted fight here on this huge dance contract. It's a 10-fight contract. We've spoken about it numerous times here. He's making crazy money here, but there is an expectation for him to win and there is an expectation for him to fight more so than than more than the other top fighters because Canelo is very busy. He does end up fighting three times a year, which is a lot busier. When you think of the last time, for example, someone like uh, Dante Wilder fight, or fought, it was all the way back in May when Dante Wilder last fought, and now we're looking at his next fight being this month, whereas uh, Canelo is a hell of a lot more active than that. For me, this fight will go to the scorecards. I think he will be able to survive all of this, uh, all of these, these attributes that Kovalev brings in. I think he will neutralize this this reach. I think he will be able to survive the power, which I think was more significant two, three years ago, which is why we didn't see this back then. And I think that this fight will be timed well enough for Canelo to win this on the scorecards. I do think Kovalev's going to put up some resistance. I do think there's going to be some dangerous moments. I don't think he's going to be completely outcast here, and I don't think it's going to be stopped at any point. For security bets, if you want them, um, you can take Canelo in rounds 7 to 12, which is available at 5 to 1, or you can be a little bit more risky and take rounds 9 to 12, which is available at 7 to 1. I'd certainly be laying down at least a 9 to 12 cover because I do think the stoppage comes late, but I'm happy to take Canelo here on points in this one. Moving on to our UFC fight, of course, the main event is the main thing here on the card it's actually been given its own title incredibly this will be for the uh the toughest fighter in ufc obviously this isn't any kind of official title or belt or anything of that nature it is something that ufc have simply put in here in order to to sell the fight but the thing is is that it is it's kind of fitting for these two guys in terms of they don't need 
a belt to define them. Uh, Diaz, especially, has never really needed world titles or anything in order to uh, sort of um, substantiate his name. Uh, he's always been there. He's he's always been there or thereabouts. He's always fought the top guys. Of course, he has a win over Floyd Mayweather. That was really the the makings of him. I would say uh, it's what's made him the more significant name out of the Diaz brothers. But uh, this one will be for the BMF title, the bad motherfucker title belt, and um, it will be determined here between George Masterval and Nate Diaz, where Masterval does come into this as a favorite off the back of that brutal, I believe it was five seconds that it took him to beat Ben Askin in a fight, actually, that Masterval was the underdog to win. Since then, Askin's gone on to another loss uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, whereas here, Masterval is in a major fight off the back of that knockout of Askin. He comes into this as the four to seven favorite, best price knocking around. Uh, you can get him around about eight to 13. The, the minus 150, four to six, which was available at one time, isn't any longer. Uh, Nate, you're available. Nate here is available at eleven to eight. Uh, the round market, or, let's, or the, foul, the the fight outcomes instead. Let's do those. Uh, see uh, George Masterval's most likely route to victory being by points here at fifteen to eight. The stoppage is available twenty one to ten, and a submission at eighteen to one. Whereas Nate's most likely route to victory is a, is also the decision at seven to two. It's fifteen to two a stoppage and eleven to two via submission. Um, the fight here to see the distance is even money for yes and 8 to 11 for no. Uh, the total rounds market here, uh, over 1.5 rounds is 1 to 5. Over 2.5 rounds is 4 to 11, uh, with the under being 2 to 1. Uh, over 3.5 rounds is 8 to 15, and over 4.5 rounds is available at 10 to 11. This is an interesting one because I see this fight uh, in, in maybe a little bit differently to other experts. I've not really fished around for a whole host of, of opinions here for this one because uh, I, I didn't want to be swayed in my thinking because when we look at these fights, uh, odds, and we look at the prices here, there is kind of a... Um, indication that it will go to points and I really think that only happens here if Nate survives an early onslaught here from George Masterval. Now Nate is incredibly difficult to finish and this is why the five rounds in my opinion favors him because I do think that if it does go to the scorecards it's going to be down to how much damage Nate has taken here in the early stages of the fight, which kind of brings in the the unders here because under 2.5 rounds is available at 2 to 1. And I gave the overpriced there at 4 to 11, but the unders at 2 to 1 because I think if Masterval is going to finish this fight, it's going to be early on. He's going to come out, um, clearly win rounds one and two, uh, which is why this five-round fight favors Nate because he does have then three rounds to recover as opposed to a three-round fight where I think there'll be a clear winner in Masterval in the first couple of rounds and then Nate would only have a single round to recover. But he's a cardio machine. Uh, the five-round fight does favor him because it does give him three rounds in order to recover. But I will feel that he will need to win all of them in order to, to win this fight, providing he even survives the first two rounds. And I think 
uh, what we've seen over the years is that Nate is incredibly difficult to finish. Colin McGregor couldn't get it done, and, and that was in his peak. So that sort of uh, tells you the uphill task that anybody has if they want to finish Nate Diaz. But I still think that Masterville has an opportunity to do that. And the odds are a little bit short in terms of assuming that this fight's going to go to distance because that was also assumed last time Masterville fought. And uh, go and talk to Ben Askin about how that one turned out. But I think Nate Diaz is a little bit more weary than, than Ben Askin. He's a lot more ex- more experienced. I don't see Nate being taken out in the first five seconds of this fight. I don't even see him being taken out in the first round. I just think that uh, the damage that he could take in those first two rounds could be too significant for him to overcome. And just because he may be a resilient cardio machine doesn't necessarily mean that he's just going to fire out the next three rounds because he survives the first two. Because that, because uh, Masterville also has advantages in terms of attributes going into this fight. He's a harder hitter. He has high volume. He's the better wrestler as well. And there's no guarantee that he himself is going to gas out and just allow Nate to take over this fight in the second half. And even if he does, will Masterval already have too significant uh, an advantage? So for me, there are too many ways for Masterval to win. There are too many advantages. Um, we don't know if it's the same Nate Diaz as it was before um, a couple of years ago. I know he's come back and had the victory over Pettis and looked good in doing so, but Masterval has been active for a longer period of time. And uh, when you couple all of that together in terms of having the fast start, in terms of having the the higher volume, being the better boxer, carrying more power, and even having the wrestling advantages, it's difficult to see how Masterval loses this fight. And I think this is a good fight for him to take on paper. And um, I think this line may even be swayed by the fact that this is Nate Diaz and nobody wants to bet against Nate Diaz. Um, I mean, he, even the last time he was he was a massive crowd favorite in in that, in that fight with the with the Nate Diaz army motherfucker and all that coming on board. So who who wants to go down there and uh, and lay a ticket down against this guy? Obviously, as a UFC fan, you're probably going to be on Nate Diaz's side. You've probably liked Nate Diaz for years, so it makes it an extremely difficult ticket. To, to put down and I think that influences the fight and that's why in this instance you have to be the smart gambler and, and sort of take one on the chin and, and sort of concede that the guy that you want to win this fight doesn't have the advantages in terms of the attributes going into this fight therefore the smarter bet in every aspect is to to lay your money down here on Masterval winning this fight. I think this is a good scout for Masterval to take as he moves on with his career. And it won't damage Nate too much. He'll still always be Nate Diaz as long as it isn't a mind-blowing early knockout loss like Ben Askin suffered. Then Nate Diaz will go on, be it if he stopped in the, the second or third, or if he does go to a, uh, a wide judge's decision or, or, or something of that nature. I still feel that Nate Diaz will be absolutely fine and still be considered to be a bad motherfucker even though he doesn't have the bad motherfucker belt at the end of this fight so I'm going to go with Masterval here not going to bother going with a with a market in terms of uh, whether he does it on points whether he does it by knockout I just think that the safest way to go especially as it's well under minus 200 is to go with Masterval to win here 
I'm not going to go into the other fights here on the fight show. I'll just let you know that I will be posting picks out for this UFC 244 card over at lockbetting.com. I'll also be putting out specific bets for the boxing. Um, the lock on this show is tight because obviously I've covered two fights here, one in the UFC, one in the boxing, and have a significant view as to which way they go. Um, I'm a little bit worried, a little bit more worried about the late stoppage in the Canelo fight. So uh, if you head over to lockbetting.com, you'll see how we bet that with a um, with, with an outcome coupled with some sort of hedge to go along with that. And that will be, there will be a play out for the boxing, but for the lock here, I'm going to take it safe and I'm going to go with Masterval to win this UFC made event over Nate Diaz here, which is available at best price of eight to 13. And uh, I think I've broke that down significantly enough for you to know why I have made that selection. But as I said, more stuff over at lockbetting.com for UFC 244. Uh, Kelvin Gastelum versus Darren Till is on. Darren Till is on this fight. Uh, Stephen Thompson versus Vincente Luque. Uh, Evenoff versus Derek Lewis, which will be an interesting fight. Gillespie versus Kevin Lee. Uh, Corey Anderson fights on this fight. He goes as an underdog against Johnny Walker. Shane Burgos is there. Uh, Brad Tavares is on the undercard. Andrei Lovsky. So this is pretty stacked night of UFC biting here in USC 244 but of course can't look past that excellent main event and this should be an excellent night of action um hopefully um the ring walk and the fight uh, for the boxing for the Canelo fight goes on at a different time to the Masterval versus um, Nate Diaz fight unfortunately i have a feeling that they could clash because although the boxing is advertised for a 4 a.m. start here in the UK, which I believe will be uh, 11 p.m. in the, in the States, um, these things often run a lot later than that. So um, don't be surprised to see this one starting at around about 5 a.m. in the morning here in the UK. Therefore, probably going to be going at exactly the same time as uh, Nate Diaz versus Masterwell, which would be unfortunate. But hopefully um, we can find they can find a way to use their common sense and put these two fights on at different times so that we can manage to see both of them on Saturday night. But I'm looking forward to it either way. That's it from me, and that concludes this edition of The Fight Show. Good luck with all of your bets as always, and thanks for listening, guys.